Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The next presidential election is right around the corner. But here in Michigan, will former President Donald Trump even appear on the ballot? This is going to go on for a while, and the stakes are, are enormous. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Over the last few months, two separate lawsuits have been filed in Michigan's Court of Claims attempting to prevent former President Trump's name from appearing on the 2024 presidential ballot in Michigan. One lawsuit was from Metro Detroit activist Rob Davis and the other from the group Free Speech for People. But on what grounds do they believe President Trump should be barred from appearing on the ballot? Well, this is about a passage in the 14th Amendment, and the 14th Amendment was passed after the Civil War, essentially prohibiting people from voting or running for office who had engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. The language is engaged in insurrection or rebellion. That's the language. So these lawsuits against Trump are in an attempt to use that language to disqualify him from running for public office. And the idea is that some courts in the United States have interpreted the January 6th attack on the Capitol as an insurrection in some of the cases involving people who were at that event and participated and committed violence or entered the Capitol. So then the question is, is what is Trump's engagement with that if, if it was in fact an insurrection? That was the voice of Ken Coleman, a professor of political science at the University of Michigan. In response to these lawsuits, former President Trump is suing the Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, hoping to block her from keeping him off the ballot in 2024, claiming the 14th Amendment doesn't apply to his situation. Now, Trump's people are arguing that it was a riot. It was not an insurrection. So that's an important terminology, as you can imagine, because it doesn't a riot isn't mentioned in the constitutional amendment, the 14th Amendment. But, you know, this is a, an ongoing legal battle in multiple states. Uh, certainly one is ongoing in Colorado. And now there's one in Michigan. And there are other states for which there are cases that are being brought and pending. Um, some have been dismissed in certain states. Michigan isn't the only state fielding lawsuits that are attempting to hold the former president off of their respective ballots. Colorado and Minnesota are also hearing cases. But according to Professor Coleman, these decisions will not be made lightly, especially here in Michigan. The case of Michigan is actually very important because, of course, Michigan is one of the key states that's always up for grabs in recent presidential elections. Trump is most at risk should he be the nominee if any such cases were to succeed in states for which he's the Republicans would be counting on electoral votes from that state. So let's say a quite 
red Republican state were he to be left off the ballot, though, then that would be a problem for obtaining those electoral votes in his quest to become president again. But there's also legal issues at stake. You can imagine judges taking cues from other states and other judges in making decisions along these lines. So one state makes a decision, it might affect what happens in other states. It's hard to say. This is going to go on for a while, and the stakes are, are enormous. Despite the fact that the hearings for these lawsuits will be Rob Davis and the group Free Speech for People arguing their stance against President Trump's, somehow Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is the defendant in each of these lawsuits. How did she get caught in the middle of this? In a conversation with WWJ reporter Greg Bowman, activist Rob Davis explained why he believes Jocelyn Benson has to be the one to make the call to keep President Trump off the ballot. Ultimately, then, is it the Secretary of State's decision whether or not someone is qualified to be on the ballot? Well, that's what my position is. I brought this litigation so that the rule of law here in Michigan is clear. The Secretary of State cannot dodge making a very important decision. She has the duty under our Constitution to make the decision as to whether or not a presidential candidate uh, has the requisite qualifications as set forth under the United States Constitution to have their name appear on the ballot. For the Secretary of State to try to punt this and put all the blame on the judiciary to try to skirt responsibility is highly irresponsible. She ran for this position, and when you run for positions of statewide importance like this, you have to make tough choices. And in this case, I want the court to finally declare that initially it's up to the Secretary of State to make the determination before it moves to the judiciary. Rob Davis believes it is the Secretary of State's duty to disqualify the former president from the next election. I reached out to Michigan Republican leaders on both the local and state level for comment, but unfortunately never heard back. Although, according to the language in President Trump's lawsuit against Benson, they are suing the Secretary of State because, quote, the secretary has no authority to refuse to place President Trump's name on the ballot. End quote. With all of this on her plate, how does Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson herself feel about all of these lawsuits against her? She explained her stance to WWJ's Mike Campbell earlier this week. Any comments on the ongoing court motions to prevent Donald Trump from being on the ballot in Michigan due to an insurrection? I mean, I think it's it's a role for the court to determine. There's some you know in, important legal arguments for the court to weigh. I, in general, think we should always err on the side of letting people vote and participate and uh, candidates serve on the ballot. But when there's serious constitutional questions at play, the courts do have a role in looking into that, and that's what's happening in this case. Benson believes it is not her place to determine a candidate's eligibility unilaterally. But Professor Coleman thinks it could also be a strategic play by Benson as well. Let's say for the moment that Benson is putting on her Democratic politician hat. There are many Democrats and quite a few Republicans that don't like Trump who believe that should Trump be kept off the ballot, it's just going to continue to fuel his MAGA movement and that the best thing that can happen to defeat MAGA Trumpism in the Republican Party is for him to lose at the ballot box and not in the courts. They, they might be playing that strategy several moves out. Were 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So with all that being said, what are the actual chances former President Trump is kept off the ballot? Back to Professor Coleman. Well, it's very hard to predict. There is a possibility of of mixed verdicts across states. That is, some states decide some ways and some states decide others, use different legal standards. Because this is a kind of open, up-in-the-air area of the law, it's hard to predict how judges are going to decide in any particular place. I would say that I think your typical judge would probably try to stay out of the business of preventing popular politicians from being on the ballot. So I think it's more in the interest of judges who want to take a position of the court should be modest in how they influence elections. Maybe it's more of an uphill battle for those who are trying to keep him off the ballot using this legal strategy. I think the weight of probability is probably that these, in most states, these attempts to keep them off the ballot are unlikely to succeed. So does that mean President Trump is likely to succeed in his suit? Well, that's not necessarily true either. If some judge were to block Jocelyn Benson from participating in that process, I'm not exactly sure I would I understand at this moment on what legal basis they would block it. Because I think the Michigan law is pretty straightforward about who is involved in the decision of who is on the ballot in primary elections. All sides of this debate will be heard in a court hearing on November 6th. Will the court decide the fate of President Trump or will the people get to cast their vote? We're going to have to wait and see. Thanks to Professor Ken Coleman, Rob Davis, and Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson for lending their expertise to this episode. Also, thanks to my colleagues Greg Bowman and Mike Campbell for lending their reporting to this episode. And as always, this podcast wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.